Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Welcome back to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And we're in the midst of a two-part series on a topic that, Dr. Stephen, I think this has been on the list for years to get out. <laughs> we're talking about creating a system around bonusing and bonus structure. If you're tuning in now and this is the first episode, I'm actually going to ask you to go back and listen to the other episode before. If you're on the treadmill already, just put your feet on the side. Click the one right before it, listen to that one, then listen to this one because it'll actually make a lot more sense. We're going to build on exactly what we covered in the previous episode. In the previous episode, we set the framework by answering several questions regarding bonusing, right? So we're, we're specifically talking about management in two different ways when it comes to bonusing. Management by expectations and agreements, which is what we covered in the previous episode. In this episode, it's management by objectives. So we're answering questions is what's the right way to pay a person, specifically paying and bonusing a person, basing it on the role and getting the right role and the right person in the right role and compensating them right. That's what we're, that's what we're covering. So we talked about in the last episode, in the previous episode, basing it on that top line revenue as the, as the quarterly bonus that's being based on a top line revenue goal, base case, best case goal. We talked about how to set that. We talked about the budget, when should we bonus? We talked about that being depending upon the goal. We talked about how much should we bonus? We talked about that is should be based on your budget. And then we talked about who's eligible for a bonus. And that has to do with the team and the time and where they're at in the business. Dr. Steven, this episode today, we're going to be getting into more of a transactional model, more transactional approach, which is the management by objectives. And if you're anything like most of the CEOs that I get to work with, then you're really homed in right now on objectives because we teach in our program how to create more accountability in your businesses by leveraging tools such as the scorecard. Dr. Steven, looking forward to digging in on this episode part two today. It was super timely, you know, so it, it is something that is probably, you know, on the top five list of like questions that we get asked as coaches. You know, our clients are constantly just this morning fielded an email on compensation and specifically some some type of incentive or bonus system for like an office manager or a COO. And, you know, it's a super common question that we get. We've addressed it over the years, but now we're really systematizing it. And it's all part of our remarkable money program project that we've been working on, right? So we have partnered up with our uh, CFO team and basically we've just created the financial snapshot complement to our vital signs performance metrics tracking program, right? So most chiros have a, let's say a loose grip on, you know, their performance metrics in their business. Chiropractors, hey, how's it going? Great. Really? So, oh yeah, what do chiropractors know and what do they talk about? 
how many do you adjust a week? How many newies and uh, what your collections are, right? So those would all be, you know, the, the super high level metrics that most chiropractors know. If, of course, if you're a remarkable CEO, especially if you're in our remarkable CEO podcast, you know, I mean, program, you know your metrics, right? You know your performance metrics on a granular level because we know the metrics of the matrix, right? They tell the story. They tell the story of the human beings that you've been trusted with. You know, So when you start looking at the metrics like it's the matrix that tells you where you should be investing your time, energy, focus, and money to drive growth and improvement, eh, your metrics look a little bit different to you, right? So the Remarkable Money program will do the same thing, but for your finances, because if we're going to be remarkable CEOs, man, we got a fiduciary responsibility to drive these businesses in a way that is, is profitable, right? Not just busy not just productive, but profitable, right? So I think I hear a collective amen around the world right now, right? And the only way to get that right is to know your numbers, right? So that's uh, that's coming down the pike. There's a little teaser for you. Um, keep your ears and eyes open for the Remarkable Money Program. So one of the fruit of that project is uh, this bonus system that we've created, this remarkable bonus system, and there's a bonus system worksheet, and then there's also scorecards that are associated with this. Dr. Pete, I know we gave away the um, bonus system worksheet on the last episode. Today, we're going to be giving out uh, the um, scorecard for you to use because when we're talking about management by objectives versus management by expectations and agreements, both of these tools um, use the scorecard and KPIs, but really management by objectives is driven by the scorecard, right? So it's driven by the scorecard, whereas management by expectations and agreements is really driven by top line revenue growth, right? So if I could just peel this back a little bit, let's pull back to 30,000 feet and recognize that there are two different management styles, as you alluded to, Dr. Pete, neither one of them are better than the other. It's just that one is more appropriate than, than the other in different scenarios, dealing with different roles and different people. So you got to take into account a few things the culture of your business, because you show me how the money works and I'm going to show you the culture of your business, right? So is it a more relational environment or is it a more transactional environment? And you probably already know without me explaining what that is. And if you're a chiropractor listening to this, the chances are you probably fault on the side of the relational environment, right? So transactional environment just suggests that you might need to do a better job of creating clear expectations and agreements, having them be quantified and be objective, and most importantly, capturing them in writing, right? So, because as Martini always says, if, it's, if it ain't written down, it doesn't exist, right? So I'm sure his grammar is better than mine on that one, but you gotta write them down, right? And then, of course, in this conversation, when we're talking about goals around our KPIs, which are assigned based on a role, of course, it's the scorecard, Dr. Pete, that you would use to capture all of this information. So let's just all agree that neither one of these systems are better than the other. It's just that one may be more appropriate given the culture of your business, also the position that we're talking about. So when we talk about check-in CAs and check-out CAs and tech CAs, it's like that management by expectations and agreements, I think works great, right? So where everybody's oriented towards the same goal, which is increasing top line revenue. I love that, right? When you're dealing with like a business builder associate doctor, or maybe uh, a COO in your business who actually owns or is accountable around things like the P&L and really driving practice growth. It's more of a production-driven relationship, right? And these people are usually hardwired in a way where they're energized by opportunity. They want a sliding scale. They want to know the better I do, Dr. Pete, the better I do. Yeah, I think this is a who question, right? Not a, necessarily a how. It's going to be a how as well. But 
getting the right people in the right roles, doing the right work the right way, and then compensating them right. It's a who question. It's it really is. And, and again, Doc Stephen, like you said, regardless, both can both scenarios, whether it's management by expectations and agreements, more of that relational model, it's still where to in invest the resources, the time, energy, focus, and money. We're still it's still about driving growth. As a CEO, it's harnessing the energy, the time, energy, and focus of your team in a productive way in both scenarios. And I love comparing, you know, looking at a bureaucratic business model versus the entrepreneurial model. In the bureaucratic model, it's really based, it's the time and energy economy. In, in, the, in the entrepreneurial economy, it's really about production. So regardless of how you're compensating in an entrepreneurial business, when I hire someone to come onto my team, the expectation is always growth. I'm, I'm bringing you in to help us grow the business. And that really is important to keep in the forefront of our mind. And then how we reward or compensate and then reward what our bonus would be a reward on top of the paying our people well, that's where we're going to get specific here today. So Dr. Steven, we're talking about specific employees, specific team members who are going to be compensated in a way that are driven to produce. So it's production driven model. This is a production driven model that's transactional and in, in nature that is looking at its specific objectives. Now, we are not saying that a check-in or a check-out or a check should not have a scorecard. We're not saying that. We're saying we're looking at specific team members who also have a scorecard whose compensation is going to be based on specifically objectives that they now have agreed to because we set the expectation at the beginning that this is how it would be done. So again, go back to that previous episode. We went through that, what that would look like at the beginning of the relationship. So this is based on agreements that have been set. This is the expectations that we have made. We've set the expectations. We have an agreement on what that looks like. And now we're operating in a state of integrity because it's what we have said and it's now what we will do. So Go back and listen to the budgeting section if you want to look at that, listen to that, and how we actually determine how this would happen, the distributions and when that should happen. So Dr. Steven, we got to get the right people in the right roles, doing the right work the right way, and then compensating them right. So let's talk about now how we can do this. So based on the management by objectives, what can this look like? So we're going to do a giveaway at the end. Obviously, you can pick it up right now. It's the scorecard if you don't have that already. If you're a, a regular listener, hopefully you have the scorecards. If you're a, a, a coaching client, you should be using those scorecards. If you don't, make sure you pick up the scorecard because this is we're going to speak to it with the scorecard. So pull out the scorecard. We're going to speak directly to how you actually do this, Dr. Steven. Doc, hundreds of our coaching clients have grown their businesses following our remarkable CEO program. Well, now it's your turn. We are kicking off a new cohort of remarkable CEOs this month. Enrollment's limited, so don't delay. If you're ready to turn your job into a business, make a bigger impact and a bigger income, the Remarkable CEO program is what you've been looking for. Go to theremarkablepractice.com forward slash REM CEO to apply today. Yeah. So I, I love that you went there, Dr. Pete. It's, you know, everyone gets a scorecard. Like if you get a paycheck from me, you get a scorecard. Like I love to say my landscaper gets a scorecard, right? So everyone gets a scorecard, right? So when we talk about management by expectations and agreement, it, yes, they get a scorecard. 
and we capture those expectations and those agreements on their scorecard. Now, if everyone does their job well and we they all reach their goals, guess what's going to happen to the top line revenue? Top line revenue is going to is going to go up, providing you modeled your business properly. And when the top line revenue goes up, everybody gets bonus based on that expectation and those agreements on the scorecard, right? So that is sort of expectations and agreements for dummies right now. It's just one number. Everyone's driving revenue, right? Everyone, it's a perfect win, win, win. When we talk about management by objectives, let's narrow this focus. Everyone gets a scorecard, right? So now you take the scorecard and you say, okay, because you are a production driven team member, like a business building associate doctor versus a caregiver, a business builder associate doctor, or maybe you're the COO, right? And you're a production driven role in the business. I want you tied. I want your compensation tied to your productivity. And guess what? The right person in those roles will also want that as well. They'll be energized by that opportunity. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to do your bonuses based on your productivity through your scorecard. You know, in other words, have you reached your goals on your scorecard? So in the TRP system, as you probably know already, we have five KPIs per employee, right? That's what we, that's the number we like, five KPIs. And where do those KPIs come from? We look at a job description and you can see there's a bulleted job description. Those are a collection of responsibilities. And each one of those responsibilities is measurable. That measurement creates a key performance indicator or a KPI. For each one of those responsibilities, we are going to measure your productivity and we're gonna set a goal for each of those KPIs, right? So now we have a goal for five KPIs, so now you have five goals. Now, in management by objectives, you would say these are your five objectives to hit these five goals, right? So if you get five out of five of your objectives, if you hit five out of five of these goals, you get 100% of your bonus. If you only get four out of five, then you get 80% of your bonus. If you only get three out of five, then you get 60% of your bonus. If you only get two out of five, you get 40% of your, if you get one out of the five, you get 20% of your bonus, right? So it's totally performance-based around you achieving your goals. Now that's one way to do it. You could be a hard ass on this and really drive this thing and put some teeth on it and say, listen, five out of five, you get 100% of your goals. Excuse me, you get five out of five uh, of your goals, you'll get 100% of your bonus. If you only get four out of five of your goals, you get 50% of your bonus. Three out of five, steak knives, right? So two out of five, nada. One out of five, nada. And those are a bad review, right? Now you're on probation for the quarter, right? And you better make sure that you get on track with your goals in the next quarter. So Dr. Pete, there's ways you can see like this can really have some teeth to it. Uh, and it's amazing how it can energize the right person based on how that person is hardwired and their money blueprint. Like, like, how do they relate to taking on the risk of saying, yeah, you know what? Throw me a big bonus. Tell me what my goals are. Let me ring that bell. I'm going to ring five out of five and get a hundred percent of my bonus. And so the beautiful thing about this, what I like about the management by objectives is if you follow our, our methodology and, and how we teach to do it, the structure is that, you know, you have daily huddles, right? You have weekly team meetings, you have monthly meetups. So there's not, it's not that this is going to get away from you or them. Like this is something that, you know, when you have visibility and accountability, right? That's, that's, that, that's where the magic happens. And so the beautiful thing of management by objectives is it's not that, you know, you're setting it and then you're forgetting it. And then you're hoping you're keeping this in the forefront of your mind and their mind 
and they know exactly where they're at any given day, week, month. And then so by the time we get to the end of the quarter, there's no surprises here, right? So you want to talk about morale and keeping energy up and really staying focused and really supporting someone. You know, I like to ask two questions at the at the monthly meetup. It's um, it's, you know, where did you win? And, you know, and how can I help you continue to win? You know, if, if you didn't win, if, if the answer is, well, I'm not, it says, well, how can I help you, right? How can I help you succeed in this next month? So we're always coming in with a helping hand. We're always setting the expectation that there's going to be winning and victory. But if there's not for some reason, then I'm here to help you. How can I help you? You know, and, and they need to be able to report to us two things. How did they do and where they need help? And, 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 and so in order to keep everyone focused on achieving their, their goals, their objectives, again, accountability, one person is accountable. Responsibility, everyone's responsible. So we know now that some of the objectives that are on my scorecard, other people have influence over. Exactly. And that's why we meet every week as a team. That's why we have issues and we solve and we have problem solving time in our weekly team meetings. It's why we train as a team like lives depend on it because they do it. We, we understand there's no siloing going on here that we all help each other, but this is a really important point as a leader to recognize that when you are managing by objectives, the goal is not to, it's to support them is to help them feel supported and, and help them win. Like you said, Dr. Steven, I'm happy if I pay out my budget, bonus budget for the quarter, for the year. Because that means we hit our goals, which means we have grown and we have had victory. So again, from a mindset perspective and a mindset shift, we need to set the belief system saying, I love paying bonuses. One of my favorite things to do is to distribute bonuses to my team. And in order to do that, I want to make sure I stay right on top of the objectives for each and every person because I'm energized by that. If you're a good manager, let's call it your office manager or COO, one of your KPIs is that your team hits their KPIs. So now I'm now focusing on all of the team members succeeding because I know that means I'm succeeding. So this is the way all the boats rise in this model is that, again, we don't lose sight of what's important now and we keep everyone focused and we keep everyone productive. And to me, that's how you keep morale high, culture high, and that's how you win. I want to double click on something you just said there, Dr. Pete, where you're talking about, you know, it's my role to make sure that everybody's winning on the team, right? So remember, as a leader, as a business owner, it's our our job description is to create an environment where everyone is more successful with us than without us. And they know that. So what does it mean to you? What does that look like to you? Like, how does it hit the ground? It hits the ground right here. One of the ways in finances. Do you know your team's personal, professional, and financial goals, PPFG, right? Do, do you know, is that part of the conversation? One of the ways that you help them reach their personal, professional, and financial goals is through the bonus system, through the incentives. So now you've got an intrinsic alignment between their personal, professional, and financial goals and the business growth. This is where this conversation lives right here. And they know, holy crap, I'm so glad I work for Dr. Pete because there's no way I'd be able to do this while out on my own. That's the idea. That's the win, win, win. And when you model the business properly, you know that when you're writing big checks, you're stoked, right? So I got my stoked shirt on right now from Dr. Sebastian got me this in Puerto Rico, one of my favorite board shops, stoked at uh, Maria's uh, on the North, uh, North Pacific side or the northern, northwestern corner of Puerto Rico. So you're stoked if you are writing big bonus checks. And you know, I, I told this story last night in a, in a mastermind that, you know, I can remember back in the day, my, my wife, Camilla, God bless her. 
was the one who was managing the books and cutting checks, right? So she's the controller. And she was freaking out. You know, when your wife's freaking out, you know, you walk in the room and you know your wife's freaking out and the checkbook's out. That's never just a good scene, right? I'm like, baby, what's up? What's going on? What's the matter? And she's like, oh, these bonus checks is like, we got these huge bonus checks going on. It's like, Mara. and I'm like, yes, fantastic. And she looked at me and she's like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, listen, sweetheart, the way we have this business modeled, if we're cutting those bonus checks, trust me, we won. We won big, right? So everybody's got to understand that that perspective shift. If you model your business properly, which is what we're trying to teach you, which we were talking about in the last episode, we talked about how do you arrive at a budget, which is my objective, my goal is to invest this much money, 5% of my top line revenue goal in my bonusing system to energize my team, right? So think about this, just 5%, right? To grow the business, right? So, and then how do I figure out, you know, who's eligible, right? So how do I set base case scenarios so I land on goals that are, we're growing and going, right? So how do I set aside the amount of monies that are distributed across my team members and who's eligible, right? So this is all modeling guys, right? So you're learning how to set up a model where, trust me, you're going to win, right? So, you know, the expression, we're in the business of saving lives, right? And when business is good, everyone wins. Well, here's the manifestation of that when you talk about the financial piece of it, the M in the Eagles MC squared equation of energy and enthusiasm equals money times crucial communications. Guys, you got to get this bonus system right and we've just given you the formula to make sure that you are energizing your team so that everybody wins. Please stick around for more business insights from this week's bonus interview with our remarkable success partner dedicated to helping you more successfully help more people. Enjoy. What's up, Remarkables? Hey, it's Dr. Stephen Franson, and I am psyched to introduce you to one of our awesome dare I say, remarkable success partners. This is Dr. Noda Hashimoto from Trackstat. Noda, what's happening, man? I appreciate you taking some time out of your busy day to talk to our CEOs about one of my favorite topics, which is metrics, statistics, tracking, and reporting. You know as well as I do that reporting systems give us visibility as CEOs into our business. And as CEOs, what we want is we want visibility and we want accountability so that we can get traction in our business. Thanks so much for helping our people help more people. Dr. Noda, welcome. Thank you for having me. Hey, man. So uh, just quickly, for those people who might not know what TrackStat is, why don't you give us the 20-second uh, elevator pitch? What's, what is TrackStat and why should we care? A lot of people think that it's a tracking statistics platform, but it's a patient tracking platform. So if you do better patient tracking, making sure that they show up for their visits, show up uh, for their first visit, convert into care, you're going to get better statistics. And I'll also do all your communication, like online scheduling, appointment reminders, reviews, and all those other things. I love that perspective shift, right? So for me, um, you know, everybody's like, oh, you're the numbers guy. You're the metrics guy. You love KPIs and spreadsheets. And Excel. that is not true. <laughs> it's like I'm allergic to Excel spreadsheets. I don't even know how to build one, to be honest with you but I know how to read one, right? So, because what I recognize at one point in practice was those numbers, those metrics represent human beings, right? So those are people. And the only thing I hated more than Excel spreadsheets was not knowing my business, right? So somebody said something once that really struck me to grow your business, you got to know your business, right? So when, once I recognized I was looking at those metrics, those are human beings and it's measuring behaviors, right? So it's measuring the processes and the procedures that they're experiencing. You're tracking 
the patient on their journey, right? So, and it's making sure that we're delivering a remarkable experience. So they'll have remarkable outcomes. So, man, I just appreciated that. And now I love them. I love reading them and they literally talk to me, right? So when I'm looking at our vital signs, we call them, and you now have vital signs inside of TrackStat, right? So when we look at vital signs, vital signs are the metrics. That's the metric reporting system. And the metrics become the matrix when they start just speaking to you and telling you a story about what's going on with patients. So, hey, thanks for making that easier because this is a pain point for most of our docs, most of our CEOs. Tell us, I mean, it's like, how hard is this to do? How hard is it to actually get good reporting uh, from TrackStat? And, you know, what, what kind of time is involved? What kind of people are involved? Give us a sense of like the process because we all want better reports. Well, like the first thing that they ha we have to do is just connect it. It's a free trial. And then it'll take like 15 minutes to set up your scoreboard uh, the way you want it. And then, you know, like most of the people, they'll have their patients by provider, they'll have their different appointment types or different service types. And we just like map up fields and set it up the way that they want to use it for their practice. So that part is actually fairly simple to do. Okay. So now it's installed. How, give us a sense of like, what is involved as far as like, I want to report on my desk every Friday afternoon. I want it dropped into my email inbox or in through Slack. I want to be able to click a link and be able to look at the reports. Tell me about the the day, the week, the month, the quarter, whether we're on track or off track. How how hard is it to get that information to me? Well, you could send it that way or they could just log in and they could just see it right there and they could see if it's trending up or trending down. And then obviously if a number is down, they could dig a lot deeper. So I think the main difference between us and some other ways of doing stats is, you know, if a number is down, now you got to figure out why. And then that's where you dig into the behavior. So you can look at all the activities and you'll have different team members assigned to different activities. And you can see if they're logging in, not logging in, if they're making notes, if they're setting follow-ups, you could even see the individual texts in the last time they reached out to them. And most of the time it's just a training issue. And you're just sitting down with Cindy or Tiffany and just finding out like, okay, this isn't getting done. What else are you doing? How can we find time to make this important for you? And that usually solves it. If they continue to not get it done, that's usually when you invite them to work somewhere else or in a different post. Yeah, so I love this. So I, I think I heard you say, uh, am I picking up that this is, is it cloud-based? Is it as an app? Or is like, how do I interface with it? It's going to be cloud-based. So you're going to just log in from your tablet, log in from your computer, stuff like that. We do have a mobile app that we're releasing very shortly. And Maybe by the time this podcast airs, it's probably going to be out. But the Congrats. KPI exciting. analysis on a mobile phone isn't going to be the same as kind of like a computer. There's a lot more filters and views oh, and man. stuff like that. Uh, you're, you're describing my big pain point. Because <laughs> yeah. I spend so much time on that mobile phone when I'm on the road. So I do need to start lugging my uh, laptop or my... Or just uh, iPad. My, just my a iPad. tablet. My tablet screen is going to be big enough to do that. Yes. But on a... Mobile phone, it's hard to view everything. Yeah, that's. Just, I, I got to admit, man, I'm brutal with like, I'm always off the phone, even though my tablet is, a, my laptop is a tablet and I have an iPad every generation in my briefcase. So yeah, you're right. I got to, I got to start doing that more. It's probably easier on my eyes. You know, I love the fact that you pointed immediately towards training, right? So the purpose of metrics as a CEO is you got to recognize that you know, metrics aren't about, you know, bragging rights or ego or being elated or depressed. It's about giving you direction. 
right? So your metrics should be informing you as the leader, as the CEO, how do I invest my limited resources of time, energy, focus, and money, right? So, you know, as the CEO, our job is to marshal the limited resources of the business, of the team, right? Which means time, energy, focus, and money. Where should we be spending it, right? So should it be in our marketing initiatives and, and metrics and analytics are going to tell us all about that story, right? So maybe it is in training, like some number is underperforming or a person's underperforming or a function of the business is under, underperforming. Uh, if we're sure we have the right person in the right seat, the question is, are they doing the right work and are they doing it the right way? Metrics will give us insight around that, especially trends in metrics, right? So, uh, and then finally team, right? So our, is it time to expand our team or change a team member, what have you? So metrics are meant, are meant to inform the CEO and tell them how to invest time, energy, focus, and money. So as a CEO, I like to say we should have data flow to us not through us. And it sounds like you are making, you're empowering um, CEOs to make sure that it's coming off of their desk. And they're not the one that's like spending their nights and their weekends combing through information to try to figure out how's it going? How are they doing? Are they on track for their goals or off track? Having this automated system is just so powerful. And, you know, I'm just such a big advocate, a big supporter of making sure that you set these processes up so that they're automated, right? And that's what I'm hearing from you is that you're getting automated statistical reporting. So can you speak into that a bit? Because I know that it's, although it's worth the time, whatever time you spend in getting good data, it sounds like you're you're compressing that time by automating so much of this. Yeah, and it's gonna be done the same way and it's gonna be accurate. When you get a human to do it, there's gonna be data entry errors. And then if you do it the same way every time, you're getting true measurements of trends. and in my mind, when you're looking at stats, like trying to get hung up on a number, is that a nine or is it a 10? Like what you really care about is, is it trending up? Is it trending down? And you're looking at all the other numbers together. And that gives you a story, as you say, right? I love it. I love it. Well, we all know the truth. You don't get what you want. You get what you measure, right? So I appreciate you helping our docs help more people by helping them get the data that they need to be better CEOs and better leaders. So how do they find you? How do they get in touch with you? How do they learn more about uh, The easiest thing, they could go to like trackstat.org, T-R-A-C-K-S-T-A-T.org. Go there, they could watch a demo. And then from there, they could schedule a Zoom. If it seems like it's a right fit for them, we got a free trial. They get to use it for free. We'll walk through them on how to use it once it's connected. They could ask any questions in the meantime. At the end of it, if they want to keep it, they could keep it. If they want to drop it, they could drop it. And, you know, it's going to do your appointment reminders, your views, your online scheduling. But like the biggest thing it does is it does activities. So like the front desk, the phone's ringing all the time. Patients are coming in and out and they don't know where to put their focus. And we give them easy ways to add visits to your schedule. They're measured on like how many people are leaving with a future appointment. They're measured on how many canceled and missed appointments are getting rescheduled. We show them the canceled and missed that didn't get rescheduled. And then we show them the patients that left without a future visit. And there's a lot of data that's not being used in EHR. Like we know their visit history, how much they pay per visit, how much they've paid, how long they've been out of the office. And we analyze all that and we put the people that are more likely to schedule at the top and less likely to schedule at the bottom. So that person that came in for a free consultation and a free cup of coffee from a Facebook ad is at the very bottom of the list. And then someone that has money on account, they're the easiest to schedule. So they're the very top of the list. And then they can filter it various ways by provider, provider type, appointment type, and so on. I love so it. there's I love it. a lot of 
activities that we automate for them. Like the pre-shift huddle, we make that a lot easier too. So I love it. Yeah, man, that's great. Uh, the more the higher quality of the data, the more valuable, right? So the more tagging and segmentation, uh, the more intelligent you list, the more powerful it is for you and for your team. Uh, and you guys are able to, for all of our TRP docs out there, the remarkable practice, vital signs, statistic tracking program, it can all be done through track status. Is that correct? Yeah. It's in there. We have it labeled as a scoreboard, uh, but like we added extra things to the scoreboard. So it's like, just kind of like a one view thing. That's so. beautiful. That's awesome. All right. Well, Dr. Noda, I appreciate you and all you've done to make this happen and you're continually evolving it. Exciting to hear that the app's coming out. Really, thank you for helping our CEOs get the data that they need to be remarkable leaders. So I'm going to put the uh, the links down below, but you can say it one more time because it's a podcast. Make sure that people are hearing it. How do they reach out? How do they find you? They just go to trackstat.org, T-R-A-C-K-S-T-A-T.org. And they could just watch a demo, watch a quick video, schedule a Zoom, and you know, start a free trial. Fantastic, man. Fantastic. Congratulations on your success with this product. I know our, our, our clients love it. Uh, all right, gang. So I'll put those uh, links in the show notes. Uh, until then, uh, remember, you don't get what you want. You get what you measure. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.